Voice Coaches Radio, everything voiceover. Hello and welcome once again to Voice Coaches Radio. I'm Warren Garling. And I'm Mike Spring. We've had the pleasure here at Voice Coaches of teaching folks from all sorts of different backgrounds and career paths. I've had the opportunity to work with teachers and lawyers and uh, doctors along the way. I even once taught a former radio DJ who is now doing professional ballroom dancing competitions. In addition to voice acting. Yep, yep, absolutely. He's taking the, the radio DJ and, and moving into voice acting. And on the side, he was competing in ballroom dancing. And this was before Dancing with the Stars. Well, have you ever had the opportunity to teach someone in the throes of the American political system? I can't say that I have, actually. I mean, we're talking big time here. We're talking the mayor of Saratoga Springs, New York. Wow, impressive. How about that? What a, a resume this gentleman has. He actually um, had his own business in Saratoga and then ran for political office and became the mayor of Saratoga for a while, which isn't too far from where you know, we're recording at this very moment. So he found us, and all of a sudden, it's voice acting that he wants to do, and you had a chance to actually talk with him. I did. The gentleman in question's name is Mike Lenz, former mayor of Saratoga Springs, New York, and he now works very regularly, actually, as a voice actor. He's one of the busiest voice actors I know, as a matter of fact. And uh, so busy, in fact, it took us about two months to get him into the studio just to talk to him for a few minutes about how he went about building this nice voiceover career. And um, so we did. We got him in finally. And uh, Mike had a lot to share. We talked at length. And I, I think you'll be able to pick up some really good tidbits from what he has to say that can maybe help you in your career getting to the point that you want to get to. So here is Mike and Mike. So, Mike, tell us a little bit about your background before you got into voice acting. Well, I, I've had a kind of an interesting path into the voiceover world. I, my training is as a pharmacist, but I also got involved in politics about 12 years ago. I, I ran for city council, served on the city council as finance commissioner for six years, and then served as mayor of Saratoga Springs for two years. And then about four years ago, got out of politics, had more time on my hands, and then ultimately kind of found out a little bit more about the voice acting world and, and got involved in that. What made you interested in the field to begin with? How did you kind of come from, from politics and pharmacies to voice acting? As, as mayor of the city, I, I had a lot of opportunities to speak in front of groups, speak on the radio, speak on television. And the thing that really appealed to me about that role was the ability to communicate. I really enjoyed communicating. Whatever the vehicle was, I liked the ability to speak and communicate whatever message it was that I was trying to convey. So when I got out of politics, that was the part that I really genuinely missed. As I stepped back and thought about it, I realized that that was the part that I really enjoyed and wished I could continue to do. Uh, all the other headaches of politics, I didn't miss so much, but the communicating part I did. So now, you know, here you are, you're, you're venturing out into the voiceover world, and I know you've had some, some good success in it over the past couple of years. What are some of the interesting jobs that you've had? Well, I'll never forget the first job that I got, and, and it was directly related to my role as mayor. I was at a fundraiser about six months after I'd finished my training at Voice Coaches, and a gentleman walked up to me and he said, you don't know me, but I did all the media and the television production and, and buying for your first mayoral campaign. And I met the gentleman. His name is Joe Tardy. We've, we've become good friends, and I've done a lot of work with him. And we had a nice conversation. He gave me his business card. I had just gotten my business cards printed up, which is one of the things Voice Coaches recommends that you do when you're done with your training. And I said, hey, let me give you my, my card because I'm now doing voiceovers. I had never done, I had not done any paid jobs at that point. Mm -hmm. So he took the card, and about two weeks later, I got a phone call from him, and he said, hey, I got a question for you. And I said, what's that, Joe? He said, can you do a hard read? And, of course, I said, sure, I can do a hard read. 
And he said, okay, okay, I got to check my, with my client and I'll get back to you in a couple of days. So I hung up the phone and the first thing I thought was, what the heck's a hard read? <laughs> I had no idea what a hard read was. But of course, you know, that didn't matter. I, I could figure out what, what I needed to do. But, you know, the, the, the answer is yes, what's the question? So, you know, so as it turned out, he, uh, he did call me back a few days later. It was for a local car dealership, a radio ad, so it needed to be very high energy. And I was able to do the hard read, and I was able to complete my first professional voiceover job and got my first check and ended up doing about three or four more radio commercials for this particular, uh, this particular car dealership and, uh, and have done some other projects with Joe as well. And what are some other jobs you've done over the past couple of years? Well, my path has been interesting because a lot of people think about in the voiceover industry, they tend to think immediately about radio commercials or TV commercials. And I have had the the, the fortune, the good fortune of being able to do some of those. I've done uh, a, a radio commercial for MVP health insurance uh, regionally. But what I've tended to gravitate towards, uh, and it may be a function of my background, um, is a lot more uh, industrial type work. Mm-hmm. And those are the things that people who think about the voiceover industry don't necessarily think about right away. Right. It's not the first thing that comes to mind. But there's a lot of work out there in industrial-type um, voiceovers. Mm-hmm. For example, I have a medical background as a pharmacist. So I have done uh, jobs which entailed me reading the generic and brand drug names for over 300 drugs for wow. a nursing handbook mm-hmm. CD. So the nurses, when they're doing the program, if they have a question about how to pronounce a particular drug name, they'll push a button on their computer screen, and I will come on and I will say the name of the drug. So that was uh, about a a three-and-a-half-hour session of reading each name, the brand name twice, the generic name twice. So that was a little monotonous, but (laughs) but my medical background came in handy in being able to do that. But also when I work with different producers, uh, different, uh, different directors, if, if you do a good job, they tend to want you to come back. Well, Mike, it sounds like you're doing everything right to me. So uh, do you have any final thoughts for people who are out there just getting into this field? Well, the best piece of advice that I could give anybody who's going into the voiceover world is to be patient and be persistent. I have met other voice actors who had gone through training and did not have immediate success and got discouraged and stopped. And that's unfortunate because, as I said earlier, it took me seven months to get my first paid job. And if I had stopped and given up at four months, at five months, at six months, then I wouldn't have had any success in the voiceover industry. So like in anything in life, you have to, if it's a goal that you set for yourself and it's important enough for you and you're passionate about it, then be persistent because history is, is filled with stories of people that didn't give up and followed their dream and followed their passion and had success. And had they not done that, who knows what would have happened. So persistence and patience and be passionate. He sounds like an easy guy to talk to, Mike. Oh, yeah, actually. Once you get Mike going, between him and me, it can turn into a pretty lengthy conversation very quickly. So you never know where your career path may take you. And there's a perfect example right there, a guy that's gone to voice acting and finding a lot of success at it. Well, if you're looking for a great, fun way to learn more about what voice acting is and how to get involved in it, check out Getting Paid to Talk. This is our one-evening adult education class that Voice Coaches offers at schools, colleges, and universities around the country. And we could be near you very soon. That's right. The week of October 25th will be in Gunnison, Durango, and Pueblo, Colorado 
Boy, Pueblo is harder a word to say than you would think when you look at it on paper. Uh, Twin Falls, Idaho, Teaneck, New Jersey, and the Philadelphia area for three nights. Three and that's, nights. that's in uh, Pennsylvania. Yeah, there you go. We're held over three nights there. We're also going to be covering a lot of New York State, upstate and down, in fact. Two classes in the Schenectady area. Then we're in Brewster and Middletown, New York, and then three classes on Long Island. Now, you can get details, exact dates, locations, all of that, by calling us at our toll-free number, 866-887-2834. Or you can email us at podcast at voicecoaches.com. And by the way, thank you for all the comments and questions and suggestions that you're sending to our email address. Uh, We really do appreciate it. Please keep those coming. And this week, you can also send along whether you'd rather be a radio DJ turned ballroom dancer or a pharmacist turned mayor. We want to know what you think. (laughs) Oh, how about a paperboy turned DJ? Now, who do I know that fits that description? (laughs) I don't know. Hmm. Say, hope you'll join us again next week. We'll have fun once again and maybe even learn something. Thanks for joining us. Visit voicecoaches.com for more voiceover news and information. So, Mike, tell us a little... There we go. That's my usual start for every (laughs) podcast. I like to make sure I mess up at least once before I actually say anything meaningful at all. (laughs) Do you think we should make it a point of saying Mike at the start of everything so that by the end of the interview it's like, well, Mike, Mike, what do you think, Mike? I think Mike. That's a great question, Mike. Well, let me see if I can top that. Have you ever taught a mare? A a, A, a a female horse? No, no, no. (laughs) Mayor is a two-syllable word, sir.